on this edition of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. I'm going to talk all about the 21st Duck and why I love it so much. All that on this edition of Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your Locked on Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for over a decade, and I want to thank you for making this your first listen of the day. And this episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net, which has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right. So... Let's talk a little bit about hockey, but sort of not, and there's a reason for that. I talked about the game so much, the Kraken Ducks game, that I didn't really get to talk about everything else surrounding the game. And something that I did want to talk about was the 21st Duck, but there was so much going on the last game, I just had no time. So that's what this episode is going to be devoted to. Later on, I will talk a little bit of hockey. I will talk about the upcoming road trip. But I I think this is meaningful to me, and I do want to give this its proper due. You know, I mean, okay. See, I get a little teary-eyed when I talk about this because, you know, I've had family members that have, you know, fought cancer. I've unfortunately had a cousin that succumbs to leukemia and... You know, I know how difficult some of these illnesses are when we hear about who these 21st ducks are. And they go through a whole lot. They really do. So let's first talk about what the 21st duck is. It's a program that started, I, I shouldn't even say a program, but it is something that started, I want to say six years ago, six, seven years ago, through the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And I remember this one specifically. Kai Quinones was the first 21st duck way back in 2015. And he was fighting um, a plastic anemia. And what I liked about that story a lot was, you know, he just fought and fought as a kid. And, you know, he showed a lot of courage in his fight. And he wanted to play hockey more than anything. He wanted to meet some of his favorite ducks like Hampus Lindholm and Corey Perry. Yeah, back when Hampus Lindholm was on the team, when he was still, you know, relatively young in his Ducks career. And it wasn't even called the 21st Duck yet. It was just the Make-A-Wish Foundation. It wasn't until later on they called it the 21st Duck. And then the following season, it took on a whole life of its own. Katie Hawley. Ducks fans definitely remember that night. This was opening night five years ago where Katie Hawley was or is battling cancer. She'd been battling cancer since she was nine years old. But that's not what made that a classic game. What made that one of the most memorable opening nights in Ducks history was how everything took place. She went out there on the ice with two of her favorite players, Corey Perry and, gosh, I miss him, Ricard Raquel. What I loved about that was as she was going out on the ice, she actually told both of them to score a goal for her. So that's exactly what happened. Corey Perry scored two goals in that game. 
And then Ricard Raquel got the game-winning goal late in the third period to secure a Ducks victory. But the best part about that Raquel goal was, you know, he celebrated. He was, like, going crazy. And then once it got, like, towards the end of the celebration, he kind of looked up because he knew he was going to score that goal for Katie Hawley. And he kind of looked up just a little bit of a glance. And then you could see the camera pan over to Katie. And she's just kind of like, you know, like, ah, like, oh, my God. And you could hear her or you could see her mouth like that was for me. That goal was for me. And it totally was. I mean, when you have both ducks that you skate out with score goals for for her, I mean, you can't even script that. I mean, that's the stuff of Hollywood. I mean, yes, Anaheim is half an hour, 45 minutes south of Hollywood hour with traffic but that's the kind of stuff that you could write as a movie script and just the fact that she was celebrating because she knew that goal was for her that's when it took on a life of its own and we saw a lot of katie holly that season we saw her at the all-star game you know that was just amazing and it, it kind of felt like a good luck charm to have that 21st duck there on opening night. You had Michael Liu. Then you had one of my favorites, Lyra Doderline. I think this was when I was first covering the ducks in this particular network, that is. When I was first talking about the 21st duck. And I was excited to talk about Lyra Doderline, who is a double knee amputee. But she's currently making a name for herself on the sled hockey circuit. She actually just won. I don't know how many people realize this. She won a gold medal. It's October. So this was two months ago out at Green Bay, Wisconsin, when Lyra Dodeline and the rest of Team USA won the sled hockey world gold medal. By the way, not only beating Canada, but demolishing Canada in the gold medal game. And I actually watched that one from beginning to end because no matter what, it's USA versus Canada. And I made a choice to watch the semifinal of World Juniors or I could watch the sled hockey game. And we decided, yeah, we want to watch sled hockey. We want to see USA beat Canada. And they did. And it was fantastic. And I actually said like no I want to see the end of this so getting to watch the gold medal ceremony and seeing Lyra Doderline have the gold medal draped around her neck she's a former 21st duck that was awesome and then COVID happened the last two 21st ducks weren't around a full house but you had Angelique Fong and last year's Luke Gain Luke Gain who is also battling a plastic anemia which was the same Thing that happened with Kai Quinones or Quinones. It, it, it's something that's inspiring to the Ducks and inspiring to the fan base. And then this year's is just as inspiring for the Ducks fan base. So I kind of wanted to catch you up on for those of you that are not like Ducks fans, like huge Ducks fans, for those of you that don't know the magnitude of the 21st Duck. They get brought out to the orange carpet. They spend the day with the team. They skate out on the ice on opening night. After the first 20 ducks are introduced, there's always that 21st duck that makes it out to center ice. And it's it's usually 
someone that's one a huge fan of the Ducks and two has gone through some level of just you know going through it you know there's there's different levels of you know just fighting and fighting and fighting and persevering through whatever's ailing them and it, it's emotional it's always emotional to see that 21st duck out on the ice and that's what that is all about and i think we're now on our seventh 21st duck if i'm counting correctly a lot of those 21st ducks they come back they come back to visit over and over again i've actually met up with a couple of those 21st ducks when i've been out in the pond because they're usually just out there chilling and talking to people and just talking hockey and they're all really cool so just kind of wanted to catch you up and bring you up to speed on what exactly the 21st duck program is so i want to talk about this year's 21st duck but i'm up against it so let's talk about bet online which is the one place that has you covered the one place that we trust bet online has you covered with more props odds and lines than ever before and hockey seasons begin nba starting soon nfl is in full swing baseball's in the playoffs right now so if you want to check out the latest lines then head over to bet online right now they have all the other sports like boxing mma what have you bet online has it so if you have your mobile device or on your laptop, head over to betonline.net right now. And by the way, they also have odds for who's going to win the Calder Trophy. And I still have Mason McTavish as the favorite. So once again, BetOnline is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly, folks. Welcome back to this edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And, you know, I'm here talking about the Ducks, but I'm here talking about the 21st Duck. You know, the 21st Duck typically wears a jersey that looks like that. I, I think it was this one a few years ago. And I believe that was the one. Um, I want to say that was Michael Liu. I mean, yeah, it was Michael Liu because... I remember he was kind of like standing in the middle of the ice and just kind of like, you know, trying to hold this together. So that was the one Michael Lou wore. And then you have the current one, the one they wore on Wednesday. This was the jersey. I mean, not the exact one, but this colorway was the jersey that the newest member of the 21st Duck sported. And his name is Ethan Baraldi. So let's talk a little bit about Ethan Baraldi first. He's only 10 years old. He's gone through several heart surgeries, four in fact, and he even has already had a stroke. I mean, for him to already go through that in his young life, I mean, talk about perseverance, talk about battling. Only 10 years old and he is battling, showing just great courage. It's super inspiring to everyone, but you know, for Ethan Baraldi to already go through that many heart surgeries, including one in the middle of COVID, that that is heartbreaking because no kid should have to go through that through having a stroke and multiple heart surgeries. No one, I mean, it is, it is sad. It's inspiring, but it is kind of sad to think about because, 
you know, a lot of these kids that go through those heart surgeries, a, a lot of them just like they they just want to cry. But you know, I I I ache for them, and it's inspiring because you know he had his first heart surgery when he was only six weeks old. I mean, it's a congenital heart disease, unfortunately. And he had his most recent one, like I said, in 2020. But he's persevered. And the one thing he wanted to do most in the world was play hockey. I mean, he's loved hockey since he was, you know, super small. He's always, always loved the Ducks. That has been his team his whole life. And only last year did he finally get to make the Junior Duck B team. And I'll talk more about youth hockey on a different podcast, but I, I am a champion for youth hockey. I love seeing the little kids go out there and just give it their all. And I, I will say that I do I do help out with local youth hockey. I actually help out with Junior Rain, but mostly help out with the team that's local to me, the Ontario Moose, because I... I actually honestly believe strongly that youth hockey should be started at a young age. Like, you got to start them early. And some of these kids that are like 12, 13, 14, they skate faster than I do. But it wouldn't be possible if not for all the rinks that have been built around the area. And there's been a lot of them that have been built in the past decade and a half, two decades. I mean, some of these programs, I wish they were around when I was growing up. I mean, yeah, there was rollerblading. And, you know, playing street hockey. And that was really cool. And playing, like, some ice. Like, that was awesome. But I, I wish there was more, like there is now. And to see Ethan finally make the Junior Ducks B team. And I think this was when he was 9 when he started. So he was back in the Mites team. He's now 10 years old. And he just made the Junior Ducks B team this season. And he's 10, so that means he'd be playing with the squirts, if I remember correctly. He'd be in the squirts level, which is 12U. So for those of you that are like Kaha or Skaha type people like that know youth hockey, that means he'd be playing in the squirts level. In two years, I think he'd be in Pee-wee, it'd be Peewee, then Bantam, and then Midget. But right now, he's in the squirt level. And for him to actually go out there and play hockey despite having all those heart surgeries, that's inspiring, folks. So that's part of the reason why he was chosen as a 21st duck. So, you know, got to gotta send all the love to Ethan. And I love this quote from the OC Register. And this was about Shattenkirk. So it does, I'm actually going to read this now. Let me click on it really quick. So it does point out that he does, yeah, Junior, junior Ducks, uh, the B team for the squirts. And when he practiced with the team, he saw what happened when a stick clipped Kevin Shattenkirk's nose last week. That's right. So Shattenkirk, you know, got popped last week in practice, you know, and kind of got his nose. And Shattenkirk said, quote, he was chirping me after I got my nose popped by a stick in practice. I was bleeding and the rest of it. He saw the blood and he kept asking me if I was all right. I told him I was good. I believe his words were, welcome to the NHL. To which I responded, I've been here for 13 years. I'm doing all right, buddy. <laughs> yeah, and to further go on that quote, he was a breath of fresh air. It was fun because he enjoys the locker room. He plays hockey himself. I think he had fun being around us in the weight room and down here and is just a special kid. 
the vibrancy he has in him. And anytime you meet those kids, it's amazing. End quote. Look, I've been helping out with youth hockey. Some of those kids have a lot of personality. And Ethan is definitely no stranger to that. I mean, I'm pretty sure that I've helped out with youth games because I've helped out with squirts. I've helped out with mites. I'm 99% sure that I actually helped out like I either score kept or announced or ran clock on a game that he's worked. And I'm, I've am i looked back. I know I have worked Junior Ducks games for Mites in the past. Like, I actually, like, looked back and I was like, oh, yeah, there it is. Moose versus Junior Ducks. So I'm about 99% sure that I have, in fact, worked a game that he's played in. And I'm sure I'll see him around, around the rink, either at Great Park or at Ontario. But... <laughs> For him to have that personality is just tremendous. And to even go further, to see him skating out there was great. But my favorite thing about how he was named the 21st Duck, there's a video on the Anaheim Ducks Twitter, and I did retweet this because I thought it was awesome. Ethan thought he was going to shoot a story about being the 21st Duck or about youth hockey in general. And then you see three guys come out. You saw Drysdale come out. You saw... Z come out. You saw Troy Terry come out. And when he was asked who his favorite player was, and you saw Troy Terry behind him, and right away he said his favorite player was Trevor Zegris. And you could, you could see the voice. Troy Terry saying, you sure about that, bud? And you could see the look that Trevor Zegris had. You could tell that Troy was a little bit like, oh, man. Like, like he said this right in front of my face. And you could see the look on Z's favorite face where he's like oh yeah like that's me that's me the favorite i'm the favorite so i could tell that he's the kind of kid with the personality that would love having trevor zegris as his favorite player and after the game after that emotional 5-4 victory there was ethan down in the locker room and there's also a video by the way where there's the players coming off of the ice and one of them was actually like cursing at ethan i'm like oh like come on he's 10 years old you can't be cursing at him but come on, he's a hockey kid. He's probably heard worse. I mean, I've seen these games. He's heard worse. Maybe not from the coaches, but unfortunately, unfortunately from some of these parents because, you know, they're hockey parents. But he's heard the curse words all over the place. So anyway, after the game, Trevor Zegris gives him a game used stick. And he said, and Eden says, like, can you sign it? He's like, oh, you sure? Like, it's a game used stick. But yeah, he signed it for him. And that was that was just a great moment. I mean, it, it did kind of make me well up a little bit because I'm human. Like, these are the kind of things that make me well up and make my heart grow three times. That's the kind of stuff I love. So, once again, welcome to Ethan Baraldi as the newest member of the 21st Duck Club. And, Ethan, I'm, I'm sure I'll see Ethan around the ice. So, Ethan, if you're watching this... Can't wait to see you on the ice, buddy. And I'm sure you'll see me scorekeeping or announcing or running clock. But I'm sure I'll run into you at the rink. So, you know, congrats on being 21st Duck. All right. We're going to talk a little bit about the upcoming road trip on the other side. Welcome back to this edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. That's who you're locked in with. And that sounded silly, but I'm going to leave it in. So 
I kind of rewatched that last segment, and it, it was it was kind of like like a proud moment. Like I actually kind of watched back and was like, "Wow!" Like you look like you were kind of like just joyous and tearing up. No, that's the kind of stuff that makes me happy. It makes me truly happy to talk about those kind of stories. And back when I was when I wrote, maybe like a decade. It's been over a decade now. I actually wrote a story about the Winnipeg Jets. And this was even before they were named a team because there was the rumor. And I talked about how the fans were clamoring for a team. And I love those human stories. And that was one of them. I wrote another story about just inspiring athletes in general and, you know, everything they've had to come back from. And I remember, like, one of my favorite players growing up, like, I loved Paul Correa, you know, Gretzky, of course, Luke, Tameus Lining. But one of my favorite players growing up, Mario Lemieux, because of how he came back from Hodgkin's lymphoma and just, like, how inspiring that was. I've I've always been a huge Super Mario fan. I'll admit that right now. All right. So let's talk about this upcoming road trip just for the next couple minutes before we head off. Because this will come out on Saturday morning. And we have five games to talk about. Yes, it's a five-game road trip. Not exactly a make-or-break road trip. But these are not unimportant games. Because Saturday, you have the Ducks taking on the Islanders at not Nassau Coliseum. But the new arena in Long Island, which I'll be checking out in about three, four weeks. Yeah, I'm going to knock out a new arena on my list. So I'll check out that arena so the islanders then they have a day off in new york probably explore the city probably check out the jackie robinson museum probably just go across brooklyn bridge i don't know i mean what do ducks do when they're in new york who knows anyway they have a day off on sunday then they go to msg madison square garden to take on the new york rangers who are among the heavy favorites to win the Eastern Conference this season. Then the following day, they have a date with the New Jersey Devils. Trey Matthews, I hope you're watching. The Ducks are coming for you, bud. They're coming for you. I think the Ducks are going to win that game at Prudential Center. That's game three. Game four, taking place at TD Garden against the Boston Bruins. Ian, we're coming for you. Then they have two days off. They travel all the way to Detroit to take on the Red Wings. Oh, you you hear me locked on Red Wings, guys? Yeah, they're coming for you too. And that particular one I am looking at because that's going to be a battle of the 2022 rookies. You had the last Calder Trophy winner against the runner-up for the Calder Trophy. Yeah, you got Mo and you got Lucas. And you got Trevor Zegers, three fantastic rookies from last season. I hope Trevor leads the Ducks in that game. I hope he scores two goals at Little Caesars Arena. So those are the five games that we have to look forward to. If they are going to survive on this road trip, they're going to have to use Anthony Stolarz at least once, certainly on the back-to-back against the Rangers and the Devils. So I would expect to see... Anthony Stolarz in at least one of those games. I would say use him for two of those games. Maybe use Stoli against the Devils and again against the Islanders. 
I mean, why not? Gibby had a monster performance against the Kraken last game. And this is the time where you got to be careful with John Gibson. I mean, you cannot have what happened last season where he has a terrific start. He gets overused and then he falls apart in the second half. You can't do that anymore. You've got to trust your backup goaltender and Stoli's a good goaltender. So in a perfect world, I would start Stolarz in two of the five games, Gibby in the other three, but definitely start Gibson at Madison Square Garden for sure. Start him in that game. Stoli against the Devils, and then put Stoli in one of, those, one of those other three games. So just to recap once again, at Islanders, at Rangers, at Devils, at Bruins, at Red Wings, until they finally come home on October 26th to take on the defending three-time Eastern Conference champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. They are still the Eastern Conference champion. They are still the champions of that conference until they are knocked out. So that will still be an important game and a tough game, in fact. So that's what we've got coming up in Ducksland. Can't wait. All right. That's going to do it for today's podcast. Once again, thank you so much for watching and listening. Also, don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Podbean, etc., etc., and also, you can follow this on YouTube. Don't forget to hit the bell. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. If you want to drop me a line, you could do so. Locked on Anaheim Ducks at gmail.com. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is so greatly appreciated. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason JD Hernandez saying, Have a great rest of the weekend. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks fly together.